Have you ever wondered where the phrase reigning cats and dogs came from? Well, in ancient Egypt, cats and dogs were considered sacred animals with magical powers. Every year, feasts were thrown in their honor in belief that they would summon the rains necessary to flood the Nile and water the crops. Hence the saying, reigning cats and dogs. That sounds right, doesn't it? Or does it date back to the 1500s in Britain, where houses were made with thatched roofs? When the weather got cold and gray, animals like cats and small dogs would seek warmth in the straw. During heavy rainstorms, some would slip off and wash into the gutters. Oh, look ye, Prudence, tis rain in cats and dogs. That sounds right, too. So can you guess which one is real? Well, if you guessed the British animal gutter story, congrats! Thing is, there are so many common phrases that have peculiar origins, making them perfect for storytelling. On That Sounds Right, I face off with celebrity guests, both of us trying to convince each other that our origin story is the real one. And sometimes, fact really is stranger than fiction. But sometimes, a telltale is just so much better. I'm your host, Andrew Keenan-Bolger, and this is That Sounds Right... I am thrilled to introduce my guest today, Ashley Gavin. She is a stand-up comedian, writer, and podcast host. You may know her from her chart-topping podcast, We're Having Gay Sex, or her hilarious videos on TikTok. She's been featured on Netflix, Hulu, Comedy Central, and you can watch her full comedy special on YouTube, which I just watched this week. And oh my gosh, y'all, it is so good. Thank you. Please give a warm oh. welcome to Ashley Gavin. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. What a great intro. Oh, it's very professional. Uh, thank you. I'm reading off of a teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but truly, your your special was so so amazing. Um, I cannot. And it, it, it's your first like fully live or fully like live capture version. Yeah. Um, what was that like after having done comedy for a while and like I was making? Just- yeah, I was so excited to make it. I feel like I've yeah. been wanting to shoot something like that for like for for my entire career, but also felt like you know, I did my first hour that I taped like three years in, so mm-hmm. this is nine years in, so I've just been chomping at the bit to do it. So it was really exciting. So how do you like go through a decade worth of jokes and figure out which ones you're gonna pick? Yeah, I mean I don't even know if I did it there are the parts that I know I did right, but you know, there was so much material that I I didn't put in. And a lot of it was just because I was like, you know, I'm putting this on YouTube. I'm going to see how viral it goes. I definitely want to save some of my, you know, more new stuff that I'm really, really proud of for something where I definitely get the big paycheck. Yeah. So but but also I want it to be really, really good. So it, it was hard to it, it was hard to pick. I, I don't know that I other than just going with my gut. You know, I wanted to have like a lot of different points of view and a lot of different styles within it. So there was that as well. I think like one of the most striking parts and like honestly, like surprisingly, like very touching as I was watching it is when you were uh, talking about kind of the tension between being a gay comedian who wants to like definitely represent and make jokes about and for their community with being someone who is like that is a part of me, but I don't want to necessarily be entirely defined as like a gay quote comedian will you talk some more about that yeah i mean it's interesting because when i started um even when i wasn't doing gay material i I would hear a lot from industry oh like do you have anything less gay and sometimes (laughs) there wouldn't even be gay material in the set it was just like a projection of how they were seeing me yeah and that happened a lot and i you know i was carnival they say in the special i was carnival cruise lines first openly gay performer and i wasn't even allowed to say that i was gay 
on the PG shows. So there was that. And then I blew up on the gay side of the internet. Yeah. And these fans came in expecting an entirely gay show. And I could see them sort of disengage if I didn't address that immediately or if I went too long without talking about it. And, you know, on the algorithm side of things, like things wouldn't go viral if they weren't about being gay. Really? So it was like deeply frustrating to be like kind of from both sides assigned sort of like a set list, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so the special is and then it talks historically about how gay com comedians have been consumed um, and expectations around them. So the special is like trying to discuss that while also, you know, putting together all my favorite jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was super meta. I, I really loved it. And I feel like you captured that tension perfectly. I think for any queer performers, like creators out there who are are trying to do the thing for our community. But yeah. like also you're a comedian who happens to be gay. Exactly. That was sort of like I, I would like to be both. I know because straight people were like, oh, I didn't even think about that with like <laughs> Ellen and all these comedians. I was like, yeah, dude, like it's a it's mm -hmm. it's very relevant. We just don't talk about it because, yeah. you know, like if you're not why would you talk about it if you're not gay? Honestly, like, yeah. why? But yeah, no one talks about the being straight. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was also delighted to find out you have a background in computer science. Yeah. Come yeah. On, smarty pants. How how do you feel like has that influenced your career or your comedy at all? I don't know that it's it's hard to say because some of the analytical portions of my brain would probably be there even if I had never pursued mm -hmm. computer science like I I like looking at data to understand things I like visualizing data so even within my jokes you know like if I'm visualizing a set and what it's going to look like I'll I'll use data like how you know how many laughs per minute or like um how big the laughs are and like I'll I'll quite literally like have like oh a, a spreadsheet of those things um but I think more than that it's more like it's more the business side where the computer science is helpful. Like I build a lot of my own tools, like my text alert. I'll text people if I'm in their city. Wow. Um, I wrote all that code myself. So, you know, that has been, that's been super helpful. Yeah. Amazing. I'm going to have you type in all of the like SEO terms that we need to put <laughs> at the bottom of this episode. I wish, I wish I knew more about <laughs> SEO. SEO is not my forte, unfortunately. Well, that's fine. It will, we'll just be happy to have you then. So That Sounds Right is all about storytelling and occasionally telling some lies. Now, Ashley, do you remember telling a lie when you were younger that like really stands out? Yeah, I'm one of the one of the first lies that I think I ever told. Mm -hmm. I was about probably eight years old. Um, you know, when I grew up, there was one computer in the classroom, yeah. and everyone had to share that one computer. Uh -huh. uh, and you probably didn't have a computer at home. Uh, and I remember, oh, this is very funny based on what we just said, but this girl in my class who I had like a pretty big crush on, but obviously I didn't really understand it because I was eight years old and I wasn't really thinking about it much. I just knew that I like loved yeah. this girl. She was having trouble with the computer. I knew how to fix it. So I went over and I, you know, fixed her problem. This might have been, we were eight. This might have been as simple <laughs> as like, like closing a window. On, turn it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not even, I don't think. <laughs> and then she kissed my cheek and i remember thinking this is like the best day of my and i could die right now oh and my, my eight gosh. years would have been worth it um and i went home 
And I said to my mom, mom, I'm never watching my face again. And she was like, oh my God, did a boy kiss you? And I was like, even in that moment, I knew I couldn't say oh, honey. what had actually, I know, isn't this so sad? This is so I couldn't, sweet. Even at but, eight years old, I know it's sad, honey. it's heartbreaking, yeah. but also sweet. Even at eight years old, I knew that what I had done was quote unquote wrong. Uh-huh. And so I lied and I said, well, the class computer was broken and I fell and I, I hit my head on it and it fixed it. And... Uh, it, so obviously I'm my face like I'm good luck so I'm never gonna wash my face again and I'm sure there's so many levels I know to I it. know seriously the <laughs> stem like, the women in stem thing yeah but that was prop the first lie that I can remember oh the first gosh. like genuine lie I feel like when you're a kid you tell hyperbolic stories you make yeah. shit up but like you're a kid you're storytelling this was like a straight up lie like I am gay and I don't want to be gay and yeah. how do I get out of this situation have you found that girl on Instagram I actually did look her up the other day and she's a dentist oh come on <laughs> so she's killing it all right i love it i love it is she gay now no she's not gay. Oh, okay you're definitely well we have no real way of knowing do we do we but she is not like out or anything like that. <laughs> yeah you didn't go through her followers <laughs> no and you're like, i wasn't why are like... you randomly following like winona earp that's strange <laughs> Interesting. Why is it me, Elliot Page, May Martin, <laughs> Fletcher? Interesting. Interesting. We'll have to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the game. Okay. So here are the rules. Each of us has been given a card with an idiom or a common phrase written on it, along with the origin story. We get five minutes to review and decide if we are going to be telling the real story or if we can do one better than history and make it up. Either way, we have to convince the opponent that our story is the real one. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to get to thinking. And when we come back, we will separate the fact from the funny. All right, then. I'm going to kick things off and tell you the backstory of the phrase pulling your leg. Now, you're going to gather around you old blokes because we're taking you back to the old Victorian era in jolly old London town. Um, I was actually going to commit to the bit of speaking this whole thing in a Cockney accent, but honestly, this is really hurting my throat. Yeah, it's it's raspy. Yeah, it's it's very raspy, and um, this will probably be dated by this point, but um, it is fully like outside is burning yeah, currently yeah, 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 yeah. in New York, so I'm going to protect the gift. Um. <laughs> yes, we are. We're in Victorian era, uh, a London town. So uh, you would probably be thinking like cucumber sandwiches and like Charles Dickens novels and like high waisted trousers and people just like, I assume, absolutely abusing the word fortnight. Like I think <laughs> people are probably like, oh, in a, in a fortnight. Um, and and back in that time, one of the in especially in London, there were the people with the haves and the have-nots. And the people with the have-nots, they were thieves. There were a lot of thieves. Mm. It cannot be overstated how many thieves there were in London. Um, I wonder, what do you think like a group, like a band of, is it a band of thieves? I guess so. Yeah, like I like like a dazzle of zebras. Uh, Are they called the dazzle? Oh, yeah, a murder of ravens. No yeah. way. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would say probably my main way to access uh, this idiom, pulling your leg, is through musical theater, as I often do, specifically the musical 
Oliver. Now, Oliver is uh, a musical that takes place during this era, and it is about a band of thieves uh, led by their charismatic, probably like problematically anti-Semitic leader, Fagin. Um, And he has a band of boy thieves. And there is a trick that they do whenever they are going to rob someone. And that is to sneak up on someone and pull at their leg. So they fall to the ground. And once on the ground, the thief goes and robs them. Now, this is something that just kept happening all the time. Like, people would just be, like, walking down the street, going to, I don't know, where do people go in London in, like, the 1820s? Probably to go get tea at a salon, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. Eat some crumpets somewhere. Um, And just all of a sudden, you are just, like, yanked from the back. Someone pulls your leg and you fall to the ground and they rob you. And you know what? The thing that is not often talked about is how funny this probably would be to actually watch. This is like early prank YouTube. Like (laughs) so much so that this actually became something where people would just start pulling on people's legs to make them trip and fall just to make them look foolish and not even rob them. It became such a thing because of the phrase. Pulling your leg. This is like the original, you know, a few years ago when kids were running around punching people in the street? (laughs) Yes. Just knocking them out cold? That part. OG that. Yeah. I will be honest. um, I don't find that brand of comedy to be that funny, but I do remember once in high school, this is probably terrible. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I do remember one of my friends was on crutches because she had broken her leg. And I remember her not getting her leg pulled, but like the crutches flying and it <laughs> she had comically loaded in hundreds of pages of loose leaf paper to like scuttle oh, into the girl. air yes yeah um and she was not even being robbed um so yeah that this was happening left and right you know people they they had to eat they had to survive and sometimes it means you just gotta pull someone's leg I have a question. Yes. Am I allowed to ask? Yes, you can ask me whatever you want. But isn't pulling someone's leg like you're lying to them? You're like, kind of like, like, they're like, no, you're pulling my leg. That didn't happen. Yeah. And and I think that is like directly related to people just like pulling people's legs for gags. Like the meaning has been completely erased and it is now just like associated with Oh, you're getting your yucks. You're just like pulling their leg. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you have any other follow-up questions? I guess like when did it, was there ever a point where it went into popular discourse? Like was there someone that coined this phrase or was it more like? Yeah. So there is, um, there's a children's book actually that's called Pulling My Leg. Okay. And, uh. It is it is a storybook for children, and it is all about a a a child uh, whose name is Leg. And come on, <laughs> y'all will never know the are pressure fucking, of you, what it feels like to look into serious? a brilliant comedian's eyes and try and come up with a name. <laughs> no, this um, child no, is I have no leg. idea. I have no idea who this kid was. You know, they wrote a they wrote a thing called "You're Pulling My Leg," and people were like, "Oh yeah, it's that book. You're pulling my leg. What a funny, hilarious story." Okay, I think that's a lie, <laughs> but I think the whole thing is 
I think it's true. I think that is the, the You're thinking this that sounds right. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Um you would be you would totally be correct. That is definitely right. Um and there was randomly a storybook called Um You're Pulling My Leg. But the kid was not named Leg. Um I think that kid Oh that their kid name was, was named uh, Leg McLeg. That's Leg so Mc, weird. Uh, I think it was Peg McLeg. Peg McLeg. Well, yeah. She... Leg Leg McKneecap. Yeah. Ankleson. <laughs> Okay, we are going to take a break, and we will be back with Ashley's story. So now I'm going to tell you the story of the idiom, beat around the bush. If you don't know what this means, it means to discuss a matter without fully coming to the point. And I feel it is June. Mm -hmm. I feel a little bit targeted (laughs) that they picked beat around the bush, and I had, for the lesbian on the show... And I had no fucking idea. First, uh, uh, pandering, rude. <laughs> Obviously, like, this is how a bit. do we get yeah. Ashley Gavin to say Bush as many times as many in our time TikTok as than, possible to promote I did this, this episode? Like, way less formally than you, so I'm really milking these jokes right now. <laughs> but here's the crazy thing. Okay, this phrase. Happy Pride has origins within the queer community, which Stop. I had no fucking idea. So it was a prohibition era phrase. Okay. 1920s, people were going crazy and I actually knew this before, but sexuality yeah. was a little more it was a little cooler back then and then like with the 1950s and things became more like conservative, but back then like people were experimenting and people were a little bit not like liberal about it, but yeah. like more so than you would think back then. Um so what this ended up this term ended up happening at speakeasies. Now, people would say about someone who's hooking up, like a woman hooking up with another woman, well, they weren't having sex. They were just beating around the book. Like, oh, I don't, I'm not a lesbian. I just beat around the book. I do everything but. <laughs> okay. They beat around the book. Just bush. around it. Yeah, they're just around. Yeah. They're not fully a lesbian, right? So it got really popular because Zelda Fitzgerald, who oh, was a little yeah. bit. Um, mentally ill so they think schizophrenia <laughs> yeah. I think and so what they that really became popular because she wrote she was a writer and she thought that her husband was having an affair with um, oh, Hemingway F. gay <gasps> right but she used the phrase to refer to them because like as they were like writing to each other they like did everything but they're like beating around the bush is what she said and that's how it rose to popularity and became what it means today which is like to dance around a subject matter without doing anything and then it also termed coined the bush which is two <laughs> two, two birds one, one stone two, two for birds one. one bush two birds one bush um any questions i do i feel like did you this might have been a unique experience going to college in the midwest but I feel like I knew a lot of Christians who were couples who would like really beat around the bush mm-hmm. just in like, we're not having sex. Right. But they would have butt sex. Right. Exactly. They're like, that was just like beating around the bush. It doesn't like, say anything oh. about that here, but I imagine that is from that. Is that also from that? Okay. I think um, so. But I don't, I, it, that sounds right to me. Yeah. 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 Other questions. I would guess, uh, does this have anything to do with like a literal shrub at all? No, no literal shrub. No literal shrub. It's bush bush. This is bush bush. Bush bush. Bush bush. Yeah. I am going to guess. I feel like that sounds wrong to me. Yeah, that's where I (laughs) fucked up. I fucked up. (laughs) No, 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 no. You got to have a literal bush in it. Otherwise, you can't. (laughs) Also, did you guys put this up specifically for this? (laughs) 
This bush, if you can hear that in the audio version, there's a bush behind us. This is, I just, uh, I had to do a lesbian version of this. I mean, when I saw Peter around on, the bush, I was on. like, I had to make it gay. I, I am almost mad at our producers if I weren't so truly delighted. Okay, so what, what is this true story? So the true story, beat around the bush, it was a hunting term. So basically hunters would try to get game out of bushes and they would run up to the bushes and literally beat the bush. But the problem with that is sometimes there would be like bees in the bush. Oh, so no. the bees or like, like a more predatory animal would come out and like hurt them. So what they learned to do is they beat around the Just bush. around the bush. Yes, exactly. So it's basically similar to the meaning of going straight to the point of a hard conversation. That can be difficult to do, take time. Maybe it riles up like feelings or whatever. So talking around the point can actually get the best result without being so direct. But now I feel like it's almost a negative term. It's like, get to the fucking point. Yeah, stop yeah, beating, stop around, beating the around the bush. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Get those bees. Yeah. Um, well, we still got a little birds and bees, so that's good. Yeah. It's also on theme. Um, but it does mean that we have arrived at a tie, um, which means that we are going to be going into sudden death. Now, for this round, our producer is going to read us an obscure and very strange law. We each have a buzzer. Um, you'll see you have one there. And they have been specially programmed with iconic Ashley Gavin quotes. Wow. If you want to um, grab your buzzer and press it into the mic. It's just physics, bro. <laughs> Do you know what that's referencing? No. <laughs> well, you said it. Did I, <laughs> did I say that? Yeah, it's, um, it is in reference to a certain double-headed oh, sex Oh, oh, it's a physics problem, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yes, All right. my double-ended I've, dildo I've, joke. I've, I've from my a... You, this is so sweet. This you is, know, like, very nice. You know, we, we, we give you the sparkling water. We give you a nice little bush to make you feel at home. And we program <laughs> the buzzers. <laughs> yeah, it's so sweet. <laughs> All right, um, mine is... Oh, he's a feather. <laughs> this, is, this is you talking about your <laughs> dead, dead dad. Because <laughs> we're also, yeah. He's a feather. I see him in the wind sometimes. <laughs> Um, if you have no idea what we're talking about, this is so you got to you got to tune in. It's on YouTube. It's for free. You don't even it need is, to be subscribed. Yes, it is free. Yeah. yeah. You don't even need to steal your friend's password. Um, so our, our producer is going to read us a very strange law and we each have a buzzer. The first one who buzzes in gets to guess if that sounds right or if like she's totally making that up. OK. All right. You ready? Come on, Ambriana. We're starting in New Jersey. Oh. In Bernard's Township, it is illegal to frown as the town is a frown-free tone zone. Oh, he's a feather. <laughs> Andrew? I'm going to guess that sounds right because it's truly annoying. It is true. Yeah, that's pretty insufferable. Did you say a frown-free tone zone? Tone zone. Okay. It's very New Jersey. <laughs> That's like not, that's not the part of New Jersey that touches us, though. That is like <laughs> yes. some woodsy yes. part over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, money. They're like, you're Occupy Pennsylvania at this point. I feel like we can do another one just because I like doing these laws. If not more, we got yeah. a couple. Um, okay, we're sticking to New Jersey. Oh. Ugh. It is against the law for a man to cross stitch during the hunting season. It's just physics, bro. I'm going to say that that is true. False. Uh, I made it up. But why would you think that was true? 
I don't know. It feels like something to do with that he needs to be out. Yeah, like, stop being so freaking gay and get out there. No and, and yeah, it 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 was totally made up by me. Sorry <laughs> to throw you. Well, we thanks. <laughs> Let me just grab my gun. I was gonna cross stitch. I feel like he's really nice but I'll do thing. another one. Well, what we're saying is, you are allowed to cross stitch during hunting season. Oh, I am allowed. Yes, oh, yes, yes, okay. Yes, Brianna's yes. an ally. We take it back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. We're going to Ohio. Okay. It is legal to throw a snake at someone, but it is illegal to shake a snake at someone. It's just physics, bro. That that just feels like why would anyone make that up? So I think that's true. It's like true. something had to have happened. <laughs> something happened. It's so <laughs> true. It's very true. Also, sn- shake a snake is I feel like you are loading us with the euphemisms For today. Real. It's I really strong work. I did not do this on purpose. <laughs> Beat around the bush, I did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I will own up to that. But these ones just came to the forefront. I didn't well, even make these up. I'm obsessed. Okay, so are we at a standoff? You got I feel like right. I'm losing. You have no, one. No, no, no. no you got that one right, and I got the first one right. Yeah, but I also got one wrong. Oh, that's right. So you guys are tied, so we have one more. One more. This is the... All right, this, this will clinch it. And this is in Oregon. Ooh is against the law for a wedding ceremony to be performed at a skating rink. Oh, he's a feather. <laughs> yes, Andrew. I'm going to say that sounds wrong because I feel like it's not cold enough to have skating there a lot of the time of the year. It right? also just feels like a stereotype about Portland that someone was writing a joke about. So I agree <laughs> with you, but you got in there first. It is true. Oh, I'm wrong. This is so. Okay. This is just a tie. Oh, it's you a both tie. Win. Well, you know what? I think we actually have... A little a tie prize for you. Oh, oh really? To, yeah. Do we? Did we remember to put it in? And win a prize? It's like the best podcast I've ever done. <laughs> so informative. We might be having to hold for the prize. Hold for prize. Hold for prize. Oh. <laughs> All right. You get to choose a lovely greeting card. This is the nicest prize you will ever get. Do you? Is there one you want me oh, to pick? No. No. This is not like. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Hallmark. Oh, no. Oh, do I read it out loud? Oh, sure, yeah. A pessimist says the wine glass is half empty. An optimist says the wine glass is half full. Um, an An opportunist says, an opportunist says, hey, look, free wine. Cheers to me on my birthday. Oh, my God. That's very live, laugh, love. Yeah, very. It's wine o'clock. I love it. It is wine o'clock. I yeah. don't drink, so I actually think this is perfect. Oh, no. I'm going to give this to my girlfriend's mother, <laughs> who loves wine. <laughs> we will, no she, follow-up questions. She will laugh so hard at this card. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm telling you that I'm re-gifting this in, <laughs> in front of you. But no, that's the reason that we give it. A, a card a is meant to re- be given a away. Good re-gift. No, it's very funny. Oh, my gosh. Ashley, thank you so, so much. That is all for our show today. Look, if you liked us, we would love for you to write us a review. I love reading these, and these really help. Um, Also, tell your besties about That Sounds Right. If you're anything like me, I I get a podcast rec from a friend, and I'm... That's like the best way to actually get any kind of recommendation. Um, Thank you so, so, so much to Ashley Gavin, who you can find on her socials at AshGavs. That's on Instagram. And then on Twitter, it's a little different, right? I think it's on TikTok. It's different. But honestly, if you just search Ashley Gavin, you're fine. Ashley Gavin, y'all. Just search her. Um, Thank you. And join us next week for another episode of Say It With Me, Ashley. That That sounds sounds right. right. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. (laughs) 